Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 109 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. Trev is going to be coming in hot. So, but he will be here in a little bit until then. We're going to go ahead and get these sponsors up. Of course, our first sponsor for the warm up is Skybar, where you can see our man Trev in person there in Lexington, Virginia. Mention the name Ref the District, and your first drink is on us. The nice. warm up is going to be talking about the national media's take on Eric B. Enemy being hired by Washington. You got Shady McCoy and several others talking about how this is a bad move for EB. We're going to talk about that in the warm-up, but in the cool-down, we're going to be talking about Payne the Man. Talk right now on the street. Is there like Washington commanders are likely going to give him the franchise tag? So we'll be talking about our thoughts on that, what that means, all in the cool-down. And then during the game, we are going to be talking about Eric Bieniemy the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. We got our guy Stoner, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about what this offense is going to be is going to look like, what to expect, who's going to be boosted from it. We're not going to do that alone. Not only will be Trev will be here by then, but we're going to have Mark Bullock, who will be on the show with us. He's a football analyst, formerly of the Athletic Post Sports in Hogshaven, been around the, uh, you know for a while there, breaking down film, love his breakdowns. Mm-hmm. My favorite. Love, love his breakdowns. So he'll be on the show with us. We'll make sure we share his, uh, his sub stack to make sure people get on that one because great content, great. You know, we, we talk all the time, Stoner, about how we're not, you know, we're fans. We 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 do we do a lot of talking, uh, uh, but when it comes to the X's and O's, we're not, we know we're not the guys. We're not coaches. We don't. We're not. Off, we're not EB. We're not offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. I'm a right, Trev. I'm a coach. Hashtag just a fan. Just a fan, man. Yeah, just a fan. just a fan. Uh, Trev, welcome. Uh, well, I already gave the shout out to the Sky Bar, and here in the warm up, uh, give you first. You know, Dibs not even going to let you get the seat warm. Okay. National media. Ugh. Has been very, very down on Eric Bieniemy coming to the Washington Commanders. Not that it was a bad signing for Washington; that it was a bad signing for Eric Bieniemy. Oh what do you make of the comments from Lashawn McCoy, Acho, and quite a few others on the national media scene talking poorly of the Washington Commanders' state and Eric Bieniemy really taking a step down to come here? He took a step up personally. And unless anybody is in Eric Bieniemy's circle, like Aaron Rodgers said last week on Pat McAfee, unless you're in my circle, shut up. Mm. And I mean, that's what it is. McCoy, you played for him. Maybe you felt that way personally because of something you and him got going on. You're not saying that part. Emmanuel Acho, you're just mad because your NFL career is over. You have nothing else to do but talk about your junk on FS1. You made a move from ESPN to FS1. You want to talk about that? I don't think you do. So mind your own business, bro. Unless Eric has come out and said that he feels this way or explain the reason why he took it, which we'll all find out tomorrow at 11 o'clock at his press conference. He should put all this to sleep with what he says tomorrow. Mind your business. I mean, you've got former players who play with McCoy or also in the Chiefs that around the same time, whatever, are defending Eric Bietemi. So McCoy and Nacho just need to chill out. Unless you know 
personally from EB's mouth why he took this his spot. Don't say anything. It's not a lateral move. Pay attention. He got a title. He's assistant head coach. Never happened. He got a pay raise. He's in complete full control of calling the offense, but not only that, but building the offensive staff to help him be a successful offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. Who knows? Maybe they, him and Ron have talked about something behind the scenes that Ron might leave or whatever, and he could take over. That's, you know, maybe they have other info that we don't know. This, this whole thing has really ticked, excuse me, pissed me off once it got hired. I mean, that's just my take. Just I got I got bad news for you. What? I I completely disagree with everything you just said, oh, Trev. God. All right. Well, <laughs> I do. Oh. I do. Because Why? number one, uh, these guys get paid to give their opinion. Okay. okay. Let's just take, for example, LaShawn McCoy. Okay. Sean McCoy gets paid a lot of money to give his take. And to probably give some controversial, oh, embellish a little bit, embellish, of course. But that's his experience. His experience was he did not like the way Eric Bieniemy coached, right? And that's his experience, right? Excuse me. Did he say anything to the effect of this is not going to work, or did he say he doesn't agree that this is a good move for Washington because that was his experience? Let's see if I can. Pull in the one. same manner that other guys have come to Eric Bieniemy's defense, they—that's their opinion as well. That's mm-hmm. their firsthand experience. Now, if they are going to say that Eric Bieniemy is going to fail, that's a little different because now they're kind of getting out of their lane. But if I mean, they, they just say, he, "I, I don't think he—he he didn't call the pass plays," is what. LaShawn McCoy was saying he never called any of the pass plays. He didn't even talk with the wide receivers. That's the things that he was saying. Well, that's what his experience was. He was there well, for a short amount of time. Back. <laughs> right. But he gets on this show. He's he didn't he didn't kind of come out of nowhere and just say something. He get, he's on a show. They asked him his experience and what his take was, and he gave his opinion. Now, again, it might have been a little embellished. So in that respect, I understand what they're doing. And you can disagree with it, but I think we get a little bit defensive when it comes to guys that we want to see succeed and we want to defend them against the naysayers. In the end, LaShawn McCoy may be proven right. I hope to God he's not. I hope Eric Bannemi comes in here and is successful. But in the end, he may come in here be a complete failure, and the Sean McCoy is going to be standing on a table saying, "I told y'all so," because it's his opinion. Is that it, not it fair? Is, it is that his opinion. opinion. Uh, Yam is saying your opinion is BS, <laughs> especially with how many other That's people have too. called out Shady for being shady. I one hundred percent guarantee that if he had gone to Baltimore in the same situation as us, he'd be praised. Uh, well, not, that's not fair that. too. He, he, he Baltimore would be too. getting a lot of praise for landing an Eric Bieniemy type. Washington, instead of getting praise for landing EB, has been called all sorts of things. In fact, you've had you've had uh, some analysts, former player analysts, talk about how 
the Washington skill groups are, aren't fast. They don't have the speed, which is a flat out lie. They're third fastest uh, yeah. by routes run. There's a good stat that's out there for, for mm-hmm. that particular thing that, uh, you know, of course you're going to drop in talent when you go from Patrick Mahomes to anyone. Yeah. That's right? just, uh, that's so it's like, that's a duh kind of statement when it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is, it is kind of, you know, like you said, Stoner, people coming to the defense of Washington were fans of this team, and it feels right. like the franchise itself is being attacked when when these come. That's uh, right in there, and and a lot of people are feeling this way that uh, that Trout mentioned, and I think also Michael had it up here as well. The enemy had no choice; it was Washington or nowhere. Uh, you don't. The, you don't know that. The the we don't Col- know that. The interview for the head coaching uh, job at the Colts during mm-hmm. the season, like latter part of the season, so he had mm-hmm. opportunities out there. Let me ask you this: If Washington did not offer the job, right? Do you think Kansas City would have just let him go off into no no man's land with no job at no. all? Kansas no. City would have brought him back as offensive coordinator. I It'd promise you that. Right yeah, for sure. So it came out only choice. Yeah. This was not his only choice. Let's get that narrative out, okay? Now, it was definitely he was not getting a head coaching job again. And if he feels like coming here is going to boost his stock in order to get that ultimate head coaching job, then good for him if, if he feels that way. But don't tell me that this was his only choice because I don't believe that at all. No, either. it wasn't. I, I believe that he had maybe not again, maybe not a head coaching job, maybe not even a head, uh, an offensive coordinator job at let's just say Baltimore or uh, who's I mean, aren't there teams still without OCs yep. out there? Right. Maybe he wouldn't have got those jobs. But I promise you, if nobody else offered him Kansas City, Andy Reid would not just leave him out there with no job at all. They would have brought him back. Maybe they would have even lessened his responsibilities because they might have promised, you know, like a Matt Nagy or something that when the enemy leaves, you're going to get that job. Whatever. He he still would have had a job. This was not his only choice. So let's let's kind of get rid of that narrative that's out. There. And and also I kind of feel like that diminishes the the quality higher that is you know, that is Eric Bienemy, right? Like this is a quality hire. This is a, a this is a hire that Washington should be praised Massive for because it, whether or not it works out or not, that that's yet to be seen. There's a lot right. of games to be played right uh, as far as with him as offensive coordinator. But on reputation alone, this is somebody who's been nationally looked at as somebody who should be a head coach who is a successful offensive coordinator nationally wise. And granted, we just lampooned some of the national media analysts, but this should be a, a banner hire for Washington. Mm. And if all works out, this is really is a one-year rental, right? This is, he does so well here as our offensive coordinator, Sam, how the looks like a, uh, you know, the next Patrick Mahomes and and he's going to get a head coaching job somewhere else, right? Like that's that's the ideal situation for Eric Bieniemy, and that's why he came here. He's the assistant head coach. He's the offensive coordinator. Gets he's going to be bringing in his own people uh, as interviews have been happening all the way around. Uh, well, and- let me ask you this, Nathan: mm-hmm. If what what is the ideal situation, or what is the ideal how this plays out? For the next year, for Eric Bieniemy, Trev, what what's the ideal 
Uh, we make the playoffs, and give me well, a give me a record. Uh, we go eleven and f- realistic game. Realistic. realistic, realistic, yeah, realistic. Um, what ten and seven at best? Okay, eleven think, and six. Eleven and I, six. I, I mean, that's. We won eight, bro. It's only three more wins, dude. Right. I, I do think there's a lot. I mean, there's there's too much. We'll, there's we'll definitely get to see 11. some predictions. So, okay, but I'm just asking what the, what for the him, best case scenario is. Yeah. So I don't even think the record is as important for him particularly. This this team could go, you know, five and 12. I know, but I'm asking for the most positive, realistic situation to come out of next year. Uh, we go 11. I think probably most, 10 most positive. The, yeah. Well, you said realistic because I was realistic. like Super Bowls be the most positive. Bro. I think 10 and seven is probably okay. And then let me ask you this. Yeah. Does that propel no. Eric enemy no. to a head coaching job? No, because that's what I'm saying. I think if it does, it's going to be with this organization because I really don't think that we're giving this man this title total control of pay raise multi-year contract just for one year and have him go be head coach somewhere else. Maybe we don't know it's a pay raise either. We have well, no idea what he made raise. in Kansas city. We have no they idea what he's making raise. here. They said it was a pay raise. Who said it was, a, it was reported. It was a pay raise. Nobody knows assistant coach salaries. I, they don't have to be made public. From Kansas you can't city. Find it got a pay raise. No, you but they you can't from find Kansas it. City it's a pay raise. We don't know that. That's what I'm saying. We don't know I what he thought, made in Kansas City. We don't know what he made here. You, you're going to have to. You're going to have to show receipts on that one. Right, pull pull that one up, Trav. Yeah. Anyways, what Stoner? What are you trying to get for here? Because to me, I'm I'm agreeing with a lot of our commenters here, who I'll name out uh, in just a little bit. But their focus is is on the offense, kind of what I said. I mean, if I think if the offense is successful, this team will be successful. What okay. do you think about a top 15? A top, you know, is that good enough for him? to a top 15 offense, which honestly probably wouldn't be that hard to see that kind of level of improvement. I mean, the, the offense was abysmal last year. Mm-hmm. You know, if they score 27 points a game, do you think that that's enough for him to... 27? You know, 27 I mean, you're going to the Super Bowl, they score 27 points a game. That's that's a ridiculous Kansas, number. Kansas City, I think, averaged t- just over 29 points this yeah. season. That's not, 27 um, is an insane number for this 25 team. points. How about that? How about, let's get to 22. <laughs> let's I just mean, they can't 20. even score 20 let's, right now. Yeah, so I'd say let's we score 26 in the last game of the season. Now, average, <laughs> come on. 20, you know that was, average. You know that that's, that was not I typical know, for Washington. Saying. Okay, yeah. but kind of my overarching point here is that yeah. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still stunned, first of all, that he, he is making this change. I know everybody wants to put the whole spin on it and say he's in charge of the offense He's running everything, which he didn't do in Kansas City. Uh, he's getting the assistant head coach title, which probably means more money, but we don't I mean, know that. But probably <laughs> just title alone should get you more money than you were making it's before. A promotion. Okay. But I don't, I still don't see how when next year you're gonna have a new owner and a 10 and 7 record with this group of folks. I don't think everybody keeps their job. 
You don't know Ron that, Rivera bro. Keep, they're, they're, doesn't keep his job. Bro, you don't when, know when that. When they right. sell they the team, Stoner, we yeah, can we yeah. can have that conversation. I, uh, right now, I want to bring in John's comment here. Y'all Thanks, John, for, for jumping in it's and watching not, us here. Been here longer than one year, no matter who's owner or not. We're going to get to that, gentlemen. Right. We're going to get to that. Lifelong Chiefs fan here says, John, I believe EB will be very successful. Give Washington a real quarterback, a better O-line, and he will succeed. He drew up a lot of plays even if not called by him. So lifelong Chiefs fan there jumping in in the chat. Thinks that EB will be successful, saying Washington will get 10 wins. You know, and Stoner, I think to your point, if if he is successful, EB successful, don't you think that if the new owner cleans house, that EB at least gets looked at for the head coaching job? They're they're a top 10 offense. For this organization? No. Sam Howell. Sam Howell throws for 30 no. touchdowns. Yes. Their top 10 offense and the new owner. You don't think the new owners like, yeah, go ahead and stick, stick around to EB. I, I, look, I was completely wrong about the enemy coming here in the first place. I, I came on, on the show earlier and I said, I don't care who they hire as offense coordinator. I guarantee it's not going to be sexy. And it was the sexiest a guy they could possibly get. So I was completely wrong, but I don't see how somebody blows out an entire coaching staff, except for one, just because he had some success on offense. Uh, I just don't see that happening. It, Bro, sounds, it's, it's it looks like Trev might have the, uh, I have the ready for it. it's yeah. more than just success. If that success takes us to the playoffs, the new mm-hmm. owner sees that you really think it's going to be like, you know what? That's great. Let's go get this person over here. Who's, you know, duh, duh. you think we're going to do that. So fast? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, Dan Snyder did it, okay? Dan Snyder came in here Dan and bought Snyder, this team. Not every owner is Dan Snyder, bro. I know, but I can give you a bunch of them. Jerry Jones did it when he bought the Cowboys. He got rid of Tom Landry. Are we forgetting about that? Yeah, legend, He got rid of the man. most iconic coach at that time, probably in the history of football, other than the Packers dude, Lombardi. We ain't the right? Dallas Cowboys. Okay, <laughs> but Washington did it. I'm giving you example after example after example. A guy comes in, right, and if you aren't, just you know going crazy and having an incredible season then he's probably going to bring in his own imprint on this team and they're not going to get rid of everybody except for one guy stoner stoner i just don't i just don't believe that stoner we win a playoff game something that hasn't happened in 30 years Mm -hmm. the owner's gonna be like go home well that's different now you're talking about going to the playoffs now you're now you're going way beyond what this organization has done well, i'm asking for realistic it is i don't realistic, think it's realistic oh my god all right at, at this receipt. point you got a I long way trev's go. got his receipt there all right what's your receipt Josina anderson five days ago mm-hmm. reporting what's happening with eric Bieniemy going forward and breaking at this hour i'm told that two-time super bowl winning champion and now former offensive coordinator for the kansas city chiefs eric Bieniemy, will be joining the washington commanders as assistant head coach and offensive coordinator on a multi-year deal per league source. This, as Benemy has earned a significant increase in both title and pay on his first multi-year deal as a coordinator in the National Football League. This hey, deal- ready, Trev? I got I got mine to counter that. Ready? Oh, hold goodness. On, hold on. Hey, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Ready? I didn't know I was gonna have a receipt. I got I he got a receipt this. right here. 
to oh, counter okay. that. Yeah, this okay. is dumb. Multiple reports are coming out of Washington. <laughs> oh my god. That, that, I knew I knew um, I knew this was there is no way to find uh, assistant. I didn't say the exact salary. number. No. So yeah, she she reports that it's a raise. We don't know. It is just a, a two-year deal. I saw some people questioning that in the chat. Now it's not uncommon for offensive or, or coordinator positions. <laughs> to be smaller years and years for those deals because you know that the idea especially with someone like Eric Bieniemy is he's going to be a head coach right like this is one of the reasons why uh he, he's been on like one year deals with Kansas City is cuz it's like you know we'll have you here for a year but we expect you gone in a head coaching job right so you don't want to put him in a multiple multiple year contract i would expect eb to be a head coach somewhere within the time frame that he has a contract here. So that'll be pretty interesting. Appreciate everybody in the chat right now. We got Yam. We got Woe there. We got Michael, Gus Bus, Doug in the house. EP was in there earlier. Alcatone, Graham, Z, uh, John, as I mentioned earlier, Billy is in here as well. Trout, we mentioned a comment from TJ as well. Let us know what you think about this hire from there. We started this conversation with the national media kind of lampooning Eric Bieniemy coming to Washington, not again because it was a bad hire, but because Washington's a, a kind of a bad team essentially. And you know, Strav, you kind of mentioned a lot of players did come to the defensive uh, EB, and a lot of players are are clowning Shady McCoy for his comments, and and Lewis Reddick actually today. Uh, even brought that up was just like this isn't a guy who played for him very long this is a guy who got benched they shared his stats on screen and it was not very pretty for his time in Kansas City one of the things they talked about in that stoner is uh, Lewis did was that the kind of coach that Eric mm. Bieniemy is and yeah. we've shared there's there's video the NFL shared a video of, with this as well mm. is he is an old school coach mm -hmm. he is a coach that's going to get on you and you see this interaction with the NFL video of him working with Adrian Peterson mm -hmm. and getting into Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson's like, yeah, we might be cussing at each other one moment, but then we we've got a job to do. We're going to go back. We're going to get back to it and fix the fix the problem problem there. So what do you make of EB as a coach stoner? If yeah. that's the kind of style he, he brings. Yeah. He's definitely a no nonsense. You better know your stuff. I'm going to get in your face. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Adrian Peterson or you are at the time, this uh, kid named Sharkandrick West who ended up becoming a, a solid running back for Kansas city for a few years. It doesn't matter who you are. He's going to get in your face and that rubs some guys the wrong way for most guys. They like that. They need that, that they like to be pushed that way. That's how you become great, right? You take that criticism and you learn from it and you become a better player. And I think on this team for Washington, offensively, there are a bunch of guys that that we know that are kind of the humble type and the type that want to be pushed. And as you're pointing there to McLaurin, I think he's perfect for Eric Bieniemy. I think Jahan Dotson is the same way. I think Brian Robinson. And most importantly, I think Sam Howell is that type. He's not a flashy, in-your-face, uh, you know, I'm the guy type of, of player. And I think that's great. I'm not going to say who I don't think it's good for. You can do the math out of those I didn't mention. 
out, uh, you know, in the wide receiver and the running back group that I don't think is going to go very well with Eric Bieniemy. They're going to clash because they are a different type of cat. So I'll name them because you you're trying to you know beat around the bush there. I'm going to sure. call you out on it. Curtis Samuel sure. and and uh, Antonio uh, Gibson. Why don't you absolutely. feel that they will react well to it? Because they are different types of players. They are without being, you know, using the wrong words, they're kind of the prima donna type players. They're the players who think they're above everything else. And we've heard it behind the scenes. We've heard it, especially with Samuel. I've heard it specifically about him last year I with his injury. My entire life. Yeah. But, you know, there aren't guys in that manner. There aren't that many guys, especially in the key positions. Okay. So they're like, if we had a DK Metcalf, who, who I love as a player, DK Metcalf would not be good in an Eric Bieniemy type system, right? Because DK Metcalf is a diva type, right? So I don't think that he would work well with somebody who's going to get in your face all the time. That's just my opinion. But we do have guys in key positions. The most important position, Sam Howell, is not the diva type, right? Do you think, do you think, for example, RG3 would be good with an Eric Bieniemy type? He wasn't good with Shanahan, and Shanahan was the same way. Shanahan was an in-your-face, you're going to do it my way. Robert Griffin said, nope, I'm going to do it my way. And RG3 is, you know, where he is on the sidelines. That's not the other quarterbacks that. are still. Trev, he's on the sideline because of his knee, bro. He's on the sideline because he refused to be a quarterback and use the skills that he had because he wanted to be a drop back Aaron Rodgers type when the team obviously saw the Shanahan said, that's not where your skills are. Your skills are out on the edge and running. And he said, I'm not going to do that. And that's why he ended up having that clash with them. And then that's why he went in with Jay Gruden who came in and said, dude, you are not a drop back quarterback. Robert said, I'm only going to be a drop back quarterback. Jay Gruden said, Kirk cousins is our quarterback. Now let's That's get back to player. actual players on this player. team right now. I don't want to rehash the whole RG3 drama drama. I, I disagree. I don't know where you stand, Trev, with Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Do you think that EB is going to be good to them? Do you think that yes. that they're going to react well? What what's your take Bro, on that? He he put AP in check in Minnesota. AP was yeah. the Heisman Trophy winner, hothead. Right. All that he kept saying, I just thought, I thought, well, right. wasn't Heisman, whatever. But he was a Productive running back, <laughs> like hothead, <laughs> like I'm flashy, da, 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 like that's why I thought, that's why I thought. Sorry, don't get on me, that's why I thought. Heard in the video, and he put him in check. I've you never Adrian once Peterson saw, is not does not have that. Curtis Daniel never once guy. showed any of that flashy, hot-headed, I'm a diva thing, at least in my eyes, at all. And if he did, it's because we had a person named Scott Turner who probably didn't care. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm just well, saying. It's nice, it's nice that we have Ron Rivera as a disciplinary at the top, and then right below him we have another one like a disciplinarian junior. I was about to, and I think that's the main point that, that because, I would want to make, Trev. Yeah, is because, that this this is EB has the same coaching style that Ron Rivera has. Yeah, right. They're old you school coaches. You think that's perfect get, for everybody on the team? I think everybody's going to be in love with that. I think that to say Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson aren't going to react well to it, then they wouldn't have been reacting well to it the last three years. 
They probably have somebody to push Scott them. Turner. Scott Turner only cared about push Taylor Turner. Heineke. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And they can and just kind of do what they care. wanted. Exactly. So now they can't do that, which is probably what they want. You really think Kurt, he, come on, Kurt Let Samuel, me just say, let me just say this. Roommate, bro. Come on. Let me let me just say this. Okay. There are guys who don't like <laughs> EB's style. Okay. Just like there aren't guys who like JDR style. Right. Like, there are guys who JDR didn't like is him. one of the same as TJ points out here. Yeah. Right. There are guys who didn't like his style and don't excel in, in JDR system because whatever coaching. Okay. But in the instance, you can't tell me that there's going to be 22 guys or 25 guys, whoever is ready on game day on offense that all love Eric B and are all becoming better players because of Eric B there's going to be a couple so? of guys who you don't. Know why I think so? Because they're all under the age of 20, 28, and, and that's it. They're all young. They're still they're stealing so high. We don't have the William Jacksons who's been a veteran who can be a, a diva and, you know, whatever. We don't have any other veterans like that on our team. Our team is so young, they can, they're ready to adapt to what they're probably used to in college and high school before they got to the pros. Trev, you you're you're being an apologist for for I'm everything. not. I'm being. You're just saying serious. everything's all hunky dory and everything's going to be great because Eric Bieniemy. It's going to be better. It's we not. have people to push our young kids now yes. instead of a Scott Turner and instead yes. of a agreed. A crit- like you know what I mean? Like agreed. Yeah. But there are guys who are not going to assimilate to his style, and they are not going to succeed. Bye. And they're all the ones that are going to be like that are Jags on our squad, bro. Our core players okay. are not going to be like that. Okay, you keep thinking that. <laughs> you keep thinking. You remember this. Mark you this go down. You go to the panel with Acho and McCoy up there, Stoner. <laughs> <laughs> you mark this down when later on in the season, when somebody's in the doghouse, and you're going to be like, man, how did that so-and-so get in the doghouse? Well, bro. there's one of those guys who didn't do well with that coaching style. Deshaun there are Jackson players coaches, given- and then there are – you know, the hard line type coaches. He's a a hard line. No, he's not. He's a hard line coach. He's a coach that will get in your butt. A player's coach is Jay Gruden. You know, let's all go have some fun and goof around and all that (laughs) other stuff. And you can still coach. I'm not saying that that's not, can't be successful. Nick Sirianni is a player's coach. Yes, he absolutely is. That's why I'm saying it can be successful. Eric Bieniemy is not a player's coach. He's a coach's coach. He's a hard bro. Runner. He got he that dog in him, but he's every, also, got everybody's butt. We gonna ask. I'm gonna ask somebody who's who's about to come on the show. We'll, we'll <laughs> That's obviously right. right. We are gonna continue talking about Eric Bieniemy here. As EP mentions, be sure hit that like and subscribe button. Oh, yeah. Let's get those Please like do. numbers up here. That helps other people find our content and supports the channel course we have super chat open if you're interested in that but just making those comments that we got out there from tommy t gus bus michael shauna in the house yam as well whoa there now calling out uh the uh poor poor record of colorado you know the world beater that colorado is um, you know but uh it's all good coming up here on the game we have a guest mark bullock is coming to tell us exactly what to expect from an EB run offense. All that is coming up right now on The Game. The Game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and DC. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. 